0: Welcome to Zikudafsi money Member by Ram Goldar and Trima Zakabakama, Dav Kuptazin, the tenth parakan Gozu Umachil. So the three topics are gonna to focus on Rav Ravkahana asked Rav regarding one who stipulated to be reimbursed for allowing his donkey to be lost to save his fellow's donkey. Yard Mahatsiwa Allah if he went down to save his fellow's donkey and his own donkey came up from the river on its own, can he still claim reimbursement? Since he was mafkirat at the time, he simply acquired an onerous donkey, so perhaps his retrieval would not impact his right to reimbursement. He answered, Meshama'i From heaven, they had mercy on him to keep his donkey alive, and he retains his right to reimbursement. Rav Safra was once traveling in a caravan, which was being escorted by a lion protecting them. Each day, one member would give his donkey to the lion to eat, but the lion did not eat Rav Safra's donkey on his day. Rav Safra quickly reacquired his donkey and did not owe anything more to the caravan. Although it's not truly Hefker, since he only abandoned it to the lion, he acquired it to avoid it being contested. Rav asked the Rebbe, Yerot L'Hatsubo if he abandoned his donkey and went down to rescue his fellow's donkey, but did not succeed to rescue it, does he still receive a stipulated reimbursement? Rebbe answered that he does not. Point number two. A bright set regarding a caravan traveling in the wilderness. The Amadal had guides with Torfa, and a troop came against it to plunder it, but accepted a ransom. They calculate the members' contributions to the ransom by the amount of money they're carrying, and do not calculate it by the number of people in the caravan because the threat was only a financial one. If they hired a guide to lead them and avoid both financial and physical dangers, then they also calculate the number of people protected. Still, they must follow the standard practice of donkey drivers. Another Bryson teaches that a ship which was threatened by a gale at sea and the passengers threw cargo overboard to lighten the load, the loss is divided based on the weight of each passenger's cargo, not the value. Still, they follow the standard practice of sailors. A third Bryson discusses a single caravan member who rescued it from a marauding troop and considers when he may keep the rescued property for himself. And point number three, the next mission states Makavero, if someone steals a field from his fellow, Untalum an extortionist take it from the robber. Imakaz he. if it's a province wide plague, meaning they also took fields from others, he's not liable since land cannot legally be stolen, and the land's confiscation was not caused by his possessing it. a if it was taken because of the robber, he must reimburse the owner. The more asks that the last clause seems superfluous, since the first case already implies that if property was only taken from the robber, indicating it was taken because it was in his possession, he would be liable. It answers that this case is not literally a robber, but the achave achavui, where he showed someone's field to agents of the king who were seeking property to seize, causing them to confiscate it. Tosos explains he's liable for this indirect damage under the principle of Dini de Garmi. In another version, the Dumura says the robber was forced to show extortion as his properties, and he showed them the stolen field along with his. So once again, the three points are number one. Rav kinda asks Rav, regarding one who stipulated to be reimbursed for allowing his donkey to be lost to save his fellow's donkey, If he went down to save his fellow's donkey, and his own donkey came up from the river on its own, can he still claim reimbursement? Since he was mafkirat at the time, he simply acquired an onerous donkey, so perhaps his retrieval would not impact his right to reimbursement. He answered, From heaven they had mercy on him to keep his donkey alive, and he retains his right to reimbursement. Rav Safra was once traveling in a caravan which was being escorted by a lion protecting them. Each day, one member would give his donkey to the lion to eat, but the lion did not eat Rav Safra's donkey on his day. Rav Safra quickly reacquired his donkey and did not owe anything more to the caravan. Although it was not truly Hefker, since he only abandoned it to the lion, he acquired it to avoid it being contested. Rav asked the Rebbe, Yerot L'Hatzu if he abandoned his donkey and went down to rescue his fellow's donkey, but did not succeed to rescue it, does he still receive his stipulated reimbursement? Rebbe answered that he does not. Point number two, a bright set regarding a caravan traveling in the wilderness. The Ahmad al-Hadad guys with torfa, and a troop came against it to plunder it, but accepted a ransom. Mechashvin lifi mammon. They calculate the members' contributions to the ransom by the amount of money they're carrying. They mechashvin lufi nefashos, and do not calculate it by the number of people in the caravan because the threat was only a financial one. If they hired a guide to lead them and avoid both financial and physical dangers, then they also calculate the number of people protected. Still, they must follow the standard practice of donkey drivers. Another price to teach teaches that a ship which was threatened by a gale at sea and the passengers threw cargo overboard to lighten the load, the loss is divided based on the weight of each passenger's cargo, not the value. Still they follow the standard practice of sailors. A third Braissa discusses a single caravan member who rescued it from a marauding troop and considers when he may keep the rescued property for himself. And point number three, the next mission states a Gozo Sadamakavero, if someone steals a field from his fellow, Untalu Masikin, an extortionist take it from the robber, if it's a province wide plague, meaning they also took fields from others, he's not liable since land cannot legally be stolen, and the land's confiscation was not caused by his possessing it. If it was taken because of the robber, he must reimburse the owner. The were said that the last clause seems superfluous, since the first case already implies that if property was only taken from the robber, indicating it was taken because it was in his possession, he would be liable. It answers that this case is not literally a robber, but the achave achavui, where he showed someone's field to agents of the king who were seeking property to seize, causing them to confiscate it. Tosos explains he's liable for this indirect damage under the principle of Dini Degarmi. In another version, the rumor says the robber was forced to show extortion as his properties, and he showed them the stolen field along with his. All right, so now we get our Simondov Kuptez Zion and our standard Simondov is haircuts. Haircuts. So here goes. Well, the wet donkey driver who saved his friend's donkey from the river while allowing his donkey to be lost was getting his haircut using the money he was reimbursed with, despite his donkey surviving. The barber didn't notice the people in the caravan outside paying ransom to some bandits according to the amount of money each were carrying right next to where someone was showing his neighbor's field to the king's agents, causing them to confiscate it. Once again, slow motion. While the wet donkey driver who saved his friend's donkey from the river while allowing his donkey to be lost was getting his haircut. Haircut? That must be more undef. Coop design. Haircuts. While well, the white donkey driver who saved his friend's donkey from the river while allowing his donkey to be lost was getting his haircut using the money he was reimbursed with, despite his donkey surviving, which reminds us, Rav Gana asked Rav, regarding one who stipulated to be reimbursed for allowing his donkey to be lost to save his fellow's donkey. If he went down to save his fellow's donkey and his own donkey came up from the river on his own, can he still claim reimbursement? Since he was Makkurit at the time, he simply acquired an owner's donkey, so perhaps his retrieval would not impact his right to reimbursement. Ravans and Mishemai From heaven, they had mercy on him to keep his donkey alive, and he retains his right to reimbursement. So while the wet donkey driver who saved his friend's donkey from the river while allowing his donkey to be lost was getting his haircut using the money he was reimbursed with despite his donkey surviving the barber didn't notice the people in the caravan outside paying ransom to some bandits according to the amount of money each were carrying which reminds us of Bryce talk regarding a caravan traveling in the wilderness and a troop came against it to plunder it but accepted a ransom mechashvin' l'ifimamun they calculate the members' contributions of the ransom by the amount of money they're carrying mechashvin' and. To do not calculate by the number of people in the caravan because the threat was only a financial one. So while the wet donkey driver who saved his friend's donkey from the river while allowing his donkey to be lost was getting his hair cut using the money he was reimbursed with, despite his donkey surviving, the barber didn't notice the people in the caravan outside paying ransom to some bandits according to the amount of money each were carrying. Right next to where someone was showing his neighbor's field to the king's agents, causing them to confiscated, which reminds us if someone showed someone else's field to agents of the king who were seeking property to seize causing them to confiscate it he's liable to pay tosos explains he's liable for this indirect damage under the principle of dinette the garment so once again while well, the wet donkey driver who saved his friend's donkey from the river while allowing his donkey to be lost was getting his haircut using the money he was reimbursed with despite his donkey surviving the barber didn't notice the people in the caravan outside paying ransom to some bandits according to the amount of money each were carrying right next to where someone was showing his neighbor's field to the king's agents, causing them to confiscate it. All right, so now it's time for 4 blah blah Kufyud base So this is base is Yekev, a winery. So here goes. The children whose father left him a boiled cow when he passed away, which died when he drank too much wine in their winery, winery? That must be duf Duff base Yekev. The children whose father left them a borrowed cow when he passed away, which died when it drank too much wine in their winery, which reminds us, Rav said that if a father died and left his children a cow he borrowed, they may use it all the days of its loan. If it died, they're not responsible for its unavoidable mishaps, since they never accept the responsibility for it. If they thought it was their father's and consumed it, they paid them a basah bazol, meat, at a cheap rate, meaning the benefit of someone who otherwise would not consume meat. So the children whose father left them a borrowed cow when he passed away, which died when he drank too much wine in their winery, and who did not have to return the wine barrels their father stole because, according to Sumchus, minors cannot be sued in Beistin, which reminds us, if a father robbed something and he left it intact before his children when he died, the Tanakama says they must return it whether they are adults or minors. Sumchus said Katani do not have to return it because he holds a minor cannot be sued in Basten. so the children whose father left them a borrowed cow when he passed away which died when it drank too much wine in their winery and who did not have to return the wine barrels their father stole because according to Zimchus, miners cannot be sued in bastin watched one of the employees race to bastin to prove a loan document was forged before his allotted time Ran out, which reminds us, Rava details the process where the defendant requests time to prove a document has been forged. If he doesn't come at the end of the allotted time, they wait for the following Monday, Thursday, and Monday, and then excommunicate him. 90 days are allowed to enable him to find money or sell his property, and if he still does not come, we write a seizure warrant on his property. Daf Kufyud Gimel. So the Simon Daf Kufyud Gimel is a geek. So here goes. The coin collector geek. Geek. That must mean Daf Kufyud Gimel. Geek. The coin collector geek, who refused to take change from the customs collector, who collected without limits, which reminds us, the next minister states, One may not take change from coins in the customs collector's box, nor from the tax collector's purse, and nor may one take charity from them because the coins were not taken legitimately and are thus stolen. The Barat Shmuel said, The law of the kingdom is considered the law, so the money should not be stolen. Shmuel answered, but mochesh she'engal The mission's case is a customs collector who has no limit in the amount he takes, which is not a legitimate collection. So the funds are stolen. A different answer is given. So the coin collector geek who refused to take change from the customs collector, who collected without limits, nor from the thief known to steal from goyim, which is prohibited. Which reminds us, the Gemara teaches that stealing from a non-Jew is prohibited. Rav Shmuel said, although stealing from a Kanani is prohibited, avedusom muteris, his lost article is permitted to keep. Rabbi Ben says this does not apply where Hashem may result. Shmuel says to usumotaris, money received through his mistake is permitted to keep. So the coin collector geek who refused to take change from the cousins collector who collected without limits, nor from the thief known to steal from goyim which is prohibited, had no problem crossing the bridge that the king's agents built to show his friend his coin collection because dinah demalchus dinah, which reminds us Shmuel taught dinah demalchus dinah, the law of the kingdom is considered valid law said You may know this is true because the king's agents cut down palm trees without the owner's permission and build bridges with them and we go across the bridges. If the wood would be considered stolen, the bridges would be prohibited to use. Daf Kofia the Daf is a Kitty Amusement Park. So here goes. The boy pretending to make Kiddish in the Shabbos exhibit at the Kitty Amusement Park Kitty Amusement Park That must than Duff Kufya the boy pretended to make kiddish in the Shabbos exhibit at the Kitty amusement park, standing on stolen, unprocessed hides that a thief secretly stole, and were now rendered susceptible to Tuma. Through the thief's makshava, which reminds us of the Mishnah states, Shulgana, regarding unprocessed hides, stolen secretly by a thief, makshava mitama's son, his thought renders them susceptible to Tuma. Because the owner despaired of retrieving them, the thief acquires them and his decision to use them as kalim, meaning mats, makes them susceptible to Tuma if a gazlin stole them forcefully, the owner does not despair because he hopes to sue the known robber in court. Rabbi Shimon holds the opposite. He despairs regarding a gazlin who fearlessly robbed him, but not a thief who stole secretly. Ula said the Melchokas is only about presuming the owner's yeush, but by Yadua, where it's known he despaired, everyone agrees that yeush is affected by both a ghanav and a gazlan. So the boy pretending to make kiddush in the Shabbos exhibit at the Kiri amusement park, standing on stolen, unprocessed hides that a thief secretly stole and were now rendered susceptible to Duma through the thief's Makshava casually mentioned that a swarm of bees emerged from a certain man's field as the owner of the field was chasing after them, which reminds us in the Mishnah of Yochim and taught that women and miners may testify about the source of a swarm of bees, thereby identifying the owner. The more as that they're not valid aiding, and Shmuel explains that the case is where the purported owner was chasing the bees, Vishavakat of and the woman or miner were talking casually and said the swarm emerged from here. So the boy pretending to make kiddish in the Shabbos exhibit at the Kitty Amusement Park, standing on stolen, unprocessed hides that a thief secretly stole, and were now rendered susceptible to Tuma through the thief's makshava, casually mentioned that a swarm of bees emerged from a certain man's field as the owner of the field was chasing after them, while his friend won a prize when he successfully answered what the halakha is when you see your kiddish cup in the possession of your former. Shabbos guest, which reminds us, the next mission states, one who recognizes his kalim and books in another person's possession, and a report of burglary went out in the city. The purchaser returns the item, swears how much he paid for it, and takes the amount for the claimant. The Moore explains that the cases were guests stayed in the person's house, and he got up in the night shouting that his possessions were stolen. Furthermore, there was a tunnel dug under his house, with the guests exiting with bundles of kalim on their shoulders, and everyone saying that the homeowner's utensils and books, which are named and identified as having belonged, him were stolen. Dauf Kuftezvav, so the Simerdauf Kuftezvav is a katoris maker. So here goes. The katoris maker, Katoris maker, that must mean Dauf Kuftezvav. The katoris maker who innocently bought stolen spices from a thief in the spice market and demanded compensation from the owner based on which reminds us, the Gemara says, If someone stole articles and sold them, and the thief was then discovered, Rav quoted Rabbi saying, The claim is only against the first one being the thief, and Rabbi quoted Rabbi Adin saying, The claim is even against the second one. After several interpretations of these two positions are given, Rapap explains that everyone agrees the buyer must return the item to its owner, who had not despaired, and they argue if the rabbis instituted a Tekanah a of the marketplace, allowing the buyer to demand compensation from the owner when the thief has been identified. So the Katoris maker who innocently bought stolen spices from a thief in the spice market and demanded compensation from the owner based on got splashed by spiced wine that was spilled out from a barrel by someone who wanted to save the honey in someone else's barrel that cracked, which reminds us. The next Mishnah states that where someone's barrel of honey cracked and began to leak, and this other person poured out his less valuable wine from his own barrel and saved the honey in the wine barrel, he only receives his fee for labor and usage of his barrel, but not compensation for his lost wine. But if he stipulated for his wine to be repaid before pouring it out, he can demand compensation. So the Keturus maker, who innocently bought stolen spices from a thief in the spice market and demanded compensation from the owner based on Tikkanah's ajok, got splashed by spiced wine that was spilled out from a barrel by someone who wanted to save the honey in someone else's barrel that cracked. As another man who saw his jug of spiced oil as breaking, attempted to declare the oil as truma and miser on produce. In his house, which reminds us, a Bryce was quoted which taught that if someone was carrying jugs of oil or wine and saw they were breaking and the contents would be lost, he could not declare them truma and maestra on produce in his house. If he does, his declaration is ineffective because the contents which stand to be lost are Hefker and not his. All right, so now it's time to conclude the pop quiz of 10 questions. Number one, which duff do we have more whether Takana's shuk was instituted, allowing one who bought stolen goods from a thief to collect compensation from the owner? That's on duff. Kuftez vav. Good number two. Which of the one about the process when a defendant requests time to prove that a document is forged. That's on Duff. Kuf Yudbez. Good number three. Which of the one that when bandits accept ransom from people in a caravan, they calculate the member's contributions to the ransom by the amount of money they're each carrying. That's on Duff. Kuftez Good number five. Which of the one that since the caravan is called an ashram, a godson is not Yosef returning payment if he returns it at night. That's on Duff. Good number four Which stuff do you want know about a case of one who pours out his wine barrel to save someone's honey And the question of his compensation That's on Dav Good number six Which stuff do you discuss what the din is When a Agassin gave the asham to the first Mishmar of Yehur And the money to the second Mishmar of Yadaya? That's on Dav Adolf. Good number seven, wish of the we one, if someone showed someone else's fields to agents of the king who are seeking property to seize, causing them to confiscate it, he's liable to pay. That's on Duff. Kuf-taz-ein. Good number eight, wish of the one that one cannot exchange change from a customs collector who collects without limit. That's on Duff. Kuf-taz-ein. Good number nine, wish of the one if one went down to save his fellow's donkey and his own donkey came up in the river on its own, he can still claim reimbursement. That's on Duff. Kuftaz Zayn. Good. Number 10. Wish of the one that one whose barrel of oil is cracked cannot declare the oil trumel or miser on produce in his home since the spilling oil is considered a hefker and not his. That's on dav. Kuftez Vav. Excellent. That comes today's shir. This is Rabbi Yeram Guthar. Have a great day and great learning.